Oh yeah. It's playing some tunes on a Friday. Happy New Year. That's the that's the last time saying Happy New Year. Uh Oh yeah. This is Low Line and the tune is called Army of Youth. Coming at you on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Yeah. Alright. I fucking... I'm, I'm enjoying this tune, though. I shouldn't be playing it. I stopped playing music on this... Unless it's Monday Night Football. Or the ESPN NFL... Highlight music. Uh, this has become a pretty much, or me just singing uh, uh, TV, TV theme tunes. Uh, it's pretty much a music-free podcast, as opposed to the original, uh, the, the the first seasons of the Birthday Boy podcast. Oh man, I'm sure the cat uh, who's trying to sleep directly below the floor that this speaker is on. I'm sure he's really enjoying this. As he, but he has to listen to this all day, and he doesn't move, so he can't, can't bother him that much. Actually, he's not directly below this. I mean, pretty much is, but not directly, directly. Oh yeah. I am exhausted. Um, let's let this play. It's just fun. Flow it. Get the juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. This fucks. Isn't that what kids say when they like a song? Like, whereas we maybe in the old days would say, like, this rocks. Well, I never fucking said that either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's what they say. Is something like, "Oh man, this fucks." It's a banger. Banger, I don't mind. I, like that makes that makes sense. But like when you say, "Oh, this this song really fucks," it's like there's too much there's too much ambiguity in that. When somebody says like, "Yeah, it's a fucking banger," like I know I can picture. Uh, what they're saying, like, the, the, the imagery comes to life when they, uh, that's a fucking banger! Fuck yeah! This banger fucks! Like, now you're just getting, like, too much, uh, I don't know. Too much, uh, uh, double entendre. Yeah, so there you, yeah, yeah, that's Army of Youth, Lowland, yeah, coming at you. Fuck yeah. Alright. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? How are you? How's life? How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and whatever fucking else thing has been going on? Uh, I, I spoke about this brief, briefly on the, this week's NFL uh, picks, but I'm, I'm fairly confident that zero people listen to those episodes. So I will say... Uh, Christmas, the whole week, is fantastic. 
It's what I've what I've been dreaming of, honestly, for uh, I think 2009 was the last time that I had a uh, a Christmas week like this one, where it was just. And even to the even 2009 doesn't compare to how relaxing this week was because in 2000 2009 was like that was the last Christmas where uh, I lived in New York and we had a cozy little townhouse overlooking a nice wooded area. Uh, it felt very secluded, but wasn't kind of like my house now. Like we we have a really much much bigger wooded area than I had at, at the townhouse back in the day. Uh, and if you stand on the back porch, you know you can walk into the woods and it like it yeah it feels secluded. I can look out my my window right now, and you could uh, you could easily be convinced that like we're deep in the wilderness up in the mountains and we're not at all. And we're close. It's not to say, you know, it's. <laughs> Not like my house is in Central Park or anything like that, where like, oh, look at those trees. But in the background, there's skyscrapers. No, it's it's, a, it's just a it's a very populated area, and I'm fortunate that I have uh, one of uh, what I would consider to be a small handful of uh, of scenic views that feel very remote and secluded, even though it's not. <sighs> So it was the first Christmas in this house, which made it, I mean, that made it special on its own. Because uh, it was it was December of last year, December 2022, that we first saw this house. Uh, you know, got a, got a, you know, had the realtor uh, walk us, you know, we we went, it was like a nighttime. I, re- I remember it was, it was already, you know, dark out and we got there a little bit early. We were waiting for the realtor to show up and I didn't it didn't look like anybody was home, but just in case I didn't want to be weird and like have the car like sitting in front of the house with the engine running or sitting in the driveway or anything like that. So we took a, we just said, Hey, let's, let's check out the neighborhood. Let's see what's, uh, see what's going on here. And so we drove around. It was, I don't know, maybe a week before Christmas last year, a couple days before Christmas. I don't even remember. And, uh, we drove around and I said, wow, there's, some quality Christmas lights in this neighborhood. This is it's got points on that alone, uh, <laughs> including a huge light up uh, manger scene. Like, and these this house is actually set back. Like this is a this house is like on a hill. They have a long driveway. They always have the landscaping company there. All like every day in the summer, planting flowers and trimming and whatever, pruning and all this, you know, putting the mulch down and all that crap. Uh, and uh, and it's so funny because they have this manger scene. It, it's it's hard to describe it. I get it's like if you just took Christmas lights and shaped it like the manger scene, uh, and then you know, just said, here you go. That's, that's what it is. I don't know. I, 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 much, um, much more articulate people than me could, uh, could probably describe it to you, but I can't, it's just a big, big light up major. And I, we made fun of it and laughed at it and everything. Cause it's not, not because of any, whatever religious, this and that, but because it's just huge and the people have it down by the road where, I would say there's almost no chance that they can see it from their house because their house is up on a hill. There's a bunch of trees. Uh, 
I'm sure they can see the glow of it, but like to me, I guess that's just the selfishness in me. Like I put up, I decorate for me. Like I, we had a pretty, pretty minimal Halloween decorations outside. You know, I had, I had this old, uh, animatronic skeleton in a cage thing. Unfortunately, the wires is 15 years old (laughs) at least. Uh, so the wires, uh, unfortunately, have frayed, and I- I'm sure an electrician could very simply sit down for a few minutes and probably get the thing up and running, but I don't care that much. Uh, but it still looked good hanging out on the front porch, just sort of spinning around in the wind. Uh, it's just a skeleton in a, in a cage, and we had... Uh, I don't know, some other little skeleton things hanging outside and like these purple sort of glowing uh, lamps that that looked nice. <laughs> uh, and honestly, not much else outside. And Halloween night, I had a couple projectors in the window of like spooky things. And uh, and my giant cardboard cardboard cutout of, uh, of Laszlo, Matt Berry from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. But uh, but the real decorations were inside. Like, that's where we had all the lights and uh, Hogwarts candles and uh, all the decorations and the little miniature, you know, ceramic houses and, and such. And, uh, yeah, it was... Because I, I, I just think, like, well, I, I can put all that stuff out. I mean, that's cool. But how often am I going to see it? I mean, most of the time, I'm I'm seeing the the outside of my house during the day, anyways. So I, you know, I have to make an effort to go out and see it lit up, and it's kind of you know, uh, it's I, 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 like the house I grew up in was at the end of the street. Like everybody who came into this neighborhood could see our house from a certain point on. Like no matter where, if you're going down that street, you're gonna. So we had. Uh, you know, we always had the lights wrapped around the fence and the spotlights and the candles and all that stuff. And uh, and now I, I just kind of I'm like, I don't uh, I don't care too much about. <laughs> I mean, maybe and it is selfish because it's like everybody else has nice lights that I get to enjoy. And I have lights at my place that I get to enjoy. <laughs> so it's all about me. No, but we had we had uh, and still do have uh, we've got a, a wreath hanging above the garage outside that, uh, you know, you can plug it in, it lights up. Uh, uh, solar lights that I, I flipped all of them to alternating either, you know, every other one is green, red, green, red, red, green, red, green. Uh, what else? Outside. Oh, candles. We've got, we've got can- battery-powered candles in all the windows that are on a timer. They go on at like 4 o'clock, 6-hour timer. They're off at 10. Every day, I don't even have to think about them, which is, I, I really like that. And I don't know, that's that's about it. I mean, a Santa Claus in the window, obviously our Christmas trees uh, that, that you could see from outside. And, um, and uh, this beautiful piece of wood that my wife bought and then paint, hand-painted a lovely Christmas tree and ornaments on it. And it just says... I believe it says happy. I I, I feel like I've done this before already on the podcast. It either says happy holidays or Merry Christmas. I think... I think I don't know. I think I can never remember, even though I look at it 
almost every day <laughs> and I can't remember because I'm stupid. Um, so yeah, Christmas was great. I mean, and, and, and most relaxing Christmas since 2009, although 2013, 2013 was a relaxing Christmas. Uh, and it was just us. It was, I, I remember that, but 2013, I worked during the week, like every day, like in the office a couple times and that sort of thing. And, uh, mostly, I think mostly in, in 2013, I mostly worked from home. I feel like it was Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve that year. I went into the office for whatever reason. I think just to see the lights downtown. It was in Charlotte and all the office buildings with their big Christmas trees and everything. I, I wanted to see that maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it was, you know, it, it, eh. It was also, I, I didn't really, you know, as I've mentioned, I, I didn't love living in North Carolina. It's just not, I'm a Northeast guy. That's all. That's all I can say. And so Florida was, didn't, definitely did not work. North Carolina was a little bit better, but also it just wasn't for me. So really like that 2009 Christmas was, it was, it was our first Christmas as parents and, uh. I remember a lot of times just sleeping on the rocking chair with a little baby in my arms, who's now 14, <laughs> uh, you know, watching like Harry Potter and Wonderful Life and it's snowing outside. That's not the name of the movie. It was actually snowing outside a, a few times and, and just really just relaxing and doing nothing. It was great. And still, you know, seeing friends and stuff. Uh, but that Christmas, I mean, I remember... Christmas Day, back in the day, was, it really turned into, like, an, an incredibly stressful uh, ordeal. And that, ordeal is not the right word, but it was just a lot. And then when we had, when we became parents, it's like, oh man, we're doing all this stuff and doing it with a baby that we're carrying around. Why? Why are we doing this? Hey, like, I, I think I'm too, whatever. Uh, again, the me of many years ago is not the same me that is me today, as I think we could probably all say about ourselves. We, we change over time for better or worse. And, uh, yeah, because the me of today has finally gotten to the point where I said, Hey, everybody, here's where we live. Doors open anytime. Carte blanche. I mean, for certain, not every single person, but, uh, you know, parents, in-laws, close family, close friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just give us, give us a little bit of notice and then come on in. Um, so yeah. And that's what, you know, 43 year old me would go back to 29 year old me and say, Hey man, you're you're exhausted. You're a parent now. You don't have to fucking schlep yourself all over the place. Let them come if they really want to. Let them let them come on over and and hang out. But it's also you know the spirit of the holidays is like yeah let we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do this so that everyone can can be together and everyone can whatever. So I remember that I remember that Christmas because boy we got up. We got up early, and 
if I recall, yeah, I believe we went. Uh, it's 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 a blur because on some Christmases I would go to we would go to the in-laws' house in the morning, and then go to family's house for the afternoon, for like a midday kind of meal, almost like Thanksgiving, and have like yeah, we have roast beef and all that good stuff, and we'd hang out, and then. That's that's kind of the end of the day for everybody, but for us, it's like okay, now on to now on to the next stop along the way, and it was all good and it was all fun, but oh man, it was you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand six, whatever. When we're not married, it's like yeah, who gives a sh- I don't care. I, I I didn't even think about it. I was like yeah, we'll come we'll come to your place and we'll do this and do that. And then when we had a a, a baby, it was like oh my god. <laughs> And, uh, and, and then for the next 12 or so Christmases, pretty much all of them involved a lot of traveling because then our next Christmas after that was the next two Christmases. We lived in Florida, so we came up north. And then in, uh, in 2012 and 13 came up north as well. Uh, and then 2014 was actually decent because everybody was in, uh, the same place as far as like, Parents, grandparents, in-laws, you know, all that stuff. Sister, brother-in-law. So that was, that was good. Um, But I, I, I don't remember if I took that week off or not. I feel like I, I probably didn't. I didn't typically take the week of Christmas off because it was so slow. Like it was almost, I almost felt like it was like a bonus vacation. Like don't waste your vacation days on days when everybody's on vacation and you're not really going to have to do all that much. And then 2015 through 2021, uh, all but one Christmas we were, we were driving or flying, uh, South, uh, 2020 was the pandemic. So we stayed put and that was, that was the first taste of what, (laughs) like having not done that where, like we had been home for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day a few times, but that usually meant that, uh, I mean, there were times that Christmas Day we would leave at like noon, hit the road to drive south or go to the airport to fly south. And that's that's never not incredibly stressful, no matter what, no matter how far the distance, no matter how long the flight, whether you're driving, whether you're flying whether it's during vacation time, whether it's happy holiday stuff or whatever, traveling sucks. It's stressful and it's difficult no matter what. And uh, the thing about traveling is whenever you travel somewhere, you also have to travel back. So when we would go there, pretty much I spent the those, those Christmas weeks down south just like dreading the return flight or the return drive, whatever the return trip was. And most of those Christmases, yes, sadly, I brought my laptop and really didn't have a ton of days off. Just kind of, so it's, so it's almost like, okay, I'm going to take, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take my weekend and use it to drive someplace else where I can work all week. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that's done, get in the car and come back. So in 2020, and you know, a lot of people are kind of locked down and Christmas Christmas was different for a lot of people that year, not for everybody, 
Um, but but for a lot of people, and uh, yeah, I you know there was no vaccine yet and all that. So there's still you know still the uh, we were within the first year of the pandemic, the first year of COVID, so we stayed home. And even though my traveling stress was replaced uh, with uh, tenfold with the stress of starting a new job that following week that I knew I was not going to like at all. But I needed a fucking job, so I, I took it, and yeah, and it turned out I actually, I actually disliked it even more than I had anticipated. Um, yeah, still, still, r- every year ranked as one of the best places, best places in Boston, best places in Massachusetts, like top, uh, whatever it is, twenty, top fifty companies to work for. In, it's either in Boston or in the state of Massachusetts. I, I don't know, but it, it always like shocks me. But also having been there only for a few months and kind of seeing how it all is, it's kind of sometimes some of these places have like kind of a little like culty kind of. I don't want to go so far as to say incestuous, but there's just it's a little like weird, and this place was was that to me. Um... And so I kind of, yeah, it's like, okay, I, I think I understand. I think they're probably, like, if you don't if you don't uh, tell the Boston Globe that we're one of the best <laughs> places to work for, we'll kill you. Uh, I'm making all of that up, but yeah. It was, so 2020 was a good Christmas, but the week itself was just pure dread leading up to... And, 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 and then I started on the first day and it was like, okay, here we go. Hit the ground running. We got tons of shit to do. And I was just like, can there ever be a fucking place that I go to work for that just doesn't do that? That's just like, hey, yeah, you know, take some time, get settled in, meet the people. Do, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you're the new guy. Uh, your, your, your project is kicking off uh, right now in the conference room upstairs. You need to get up there. Which is actually a thing that happened to me once, <sighs> and so, so I have I have a lot of sort of uh, anxiety that creeps in just you know from past experiences, because uh, because Christmas was always a very magical time, and then when you have kids, it becomes magical all over again. It really does, and uh, but the but the last uh, I don't know however many years, the last decade or so. Uh, really pretty I guess basically since we moved away from New York most of those Christmases were magical because they those were the Christmases when our kids were were little tykes and uh and so they were like really truly just you know fantastic Christmases but the season itself I always had like because there were three consecutive years I was just recapping this with my therapist last night I could tell I could tell from her yawns that she was really captivated <laughs> um and uh yeah so those first 20 20 2009 good nice fun relaxing week um you know even though christmas day was go 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 it was okay because then after that it's like all right i'm on vacation for the week and i'm gonna just enjoy and that's exactly what i did christmas 2008 was one of my favorites i just i just sat around playing Bioshock. all i remember was it was snowy i played a lot of bioshock 
And uh, at one point, uh, my sister and brother-in-law, they stayed a few nights with us, which was nice. And one of those days was during a huge, huge snowstorm, a huge blizzard. And uh, and we sat and played games and watched movies, and uh, and it was lovely. 2007 was the first Christmas as a married couple in our own place. And we had our first Christmas party, Christmas cocktails, and we did karaoke, and we had all kinds of fun. It was great. Uh, and then, yeah, and, and and then 2010 was like, oh fuck, I'm not I'm not spending Christmas in Florida. And the same with 2011, 2012 was our first uh, Christmas living in North Carolina. But we came up for the that was a good that was a really nice one because that was a, a Christmas vacation where I got my. Uh, my offer letter, the place that I worked at the time, I was a contractor, and they said, hey, uh, December 31st is your last day, but January 1st, you will officially be uh, one of ours. You'll be one of us. You'll be a, an employee of this fine institution. Uh, so it was it was one of those things like, wow. Um, I, I remember just, I remember sitting in my childhood bedroom, <laughs> playing Skyrim <laughs> and uh, and doing, uh, uh, you know, doing some work. But it's like, it was like, what, December 22nd, 23rd, whatever it was. And it was snowing and I was playing Skyrim and then I got an email and it was, or maybe it was even a, no, it was an email and it was, a, it was an offer letter and it was an amount of money that was considerably more than I had been used to. So it's like, yeah, this is a great Christmas. 2013 was nice because we did go up to... And 2012 was special because every Christmas to that point, Christmas Eve was always at my grandparents' house. I still, on Christmas Eve, I just think of my grandparents' house. Because that it wasn't Christmas Eve if we weren't at my grandparents' house. And 2012, I, I knew that there weren't... You know, there were, there were more in the rear view than, uh, than out the front window. But, uh, I didn't, I didn't know that would be the last Christmas Eve at, uh, at my grandparents' house. Um, because the next year we went up to New York a few weeks before Christmas and saw my grandmother went to her. We did have a nice dinner at her house and it felt Christmassy, but it wasn't quite Christmas Eve. Uh, and, and, uh, and then the following year, she lived in a in assisted living place uh, down south near us. And uh, so that was like one of the few years where there was no traveling at all, which was nice. 2014. Uh, and then and then 2015, 2016 were, yeah, busy, busy, travel, travel, uh, go, go, go. And, and then 2017 was like right before that, uh, right before Christmas, I had been, it was my first time as a project manager, and I absolutely hated being a project manager. But the projects they gave me were like not so bad because they knew I didn't really have experience. And then uh, right before the holidays, they dumped some new projects onto my plate that were like, oh my God. And, uh, and, and I remember talking to my boss like right before, and he was talking about all the work that needs to be done and all this stuff and like, get ready when we come back, uh, you know, hit the ground run. It's like, can we, can just once, can we just like hit the ground walking at a comfortable pace? Just 
just once in a while. So it was like, you know, coming back from the break to a, a job that I didn't particularly love. And then 2018 was nice because I was leaving that job and starting a new job that I was looking forward to. But still, you're leaving an old job, starting a new job. It's still... And plus, I still... I, I couldn't quite shake the anxiety of the previous job. So it was just... Eh. Uh, and then the next year, uh, I was leaving a job that I hated. <laughs> a very short-lived tenure of about six or seven weeks, I think, is uh, how long I lasted, uh, because they tricked me into accepting a position that was not called project manager. And then on the first day, they said, here's the projects we need you to manage. They're huge projects. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got that. And I and I even, listen, and I, did, I, I didn't do this, like, you know, pass. I, I had a conversation with my recruiters, I had a conversation with uh, the guy who was my manager, very nice guy, and I said, "Listen, there's been some major misunderstanding because I interviewed for not a project manager, and now you've got me managing this huge project. I really thought that I would be more of like an an analyst, that kind of thing." And he said, "Oh well, don't worry." Uh, soon enough, we'll we'll give you some uh, analytical things to do as well. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not asking for another job in addition to this one. I'm just asking for the one that you that I thought I was starting. Ugh. But luckily, that that one came to an end. New Year's Eve was my last. New Year's Eve 2019 was my last day. And then I would go on uh, January whatever second third. Um, I would start a job that actually I, I quite loved. And 2020 was one of my favorite years, despite the fact that after about March 13th, uh, I didn't leave the house <laughs> for about a year other than groceries and lots of walks. But you know what? I would start the day at 9. I would end the day at 5. Occasionally there were some longer hours, but not a ton. And I felt good. I spent so much, like, making up for lost time with the kids, going on walks, going to the cemetery to throw a ball around. <laughs> Just every day getting, like, I had, I had like, a 70-day streak of getting my 10,000 steps. I was in, like, the best shape I had been in in years. I just was, like, feeling really good. And then the end of 2020, my contract was up, and I had to get a new job. And that brings us to anybody who was listening to this podcast, January, February, March of 2021. It was it was rough because I it, it it was a, a level of anxiety that like even for me was like off the charts. And back then, I should have said, "Holy shit, I gotta go to the doctor. I gotta get it fucking something a medication." But instead, what I did is I just I left that job and went on to another job that I did not that I knew I wouldn't like because it was the company that I had left years ago and said I will never fucking work for this place again, unless it's my only choice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and interestingly enough, the last day, I guess I did. I guess I did treat myself a little get get uh, medical treatment of sorts because that last day. At that job, March 26, 2021 was my last day at that job that I absolutely that made every second mis pure misery. And uh, 
my last day at that job was the first time in 20 years that I had uh, taffy, air quotes, and uh, and there was no looking back after that, man. <laughs> I said, holy shit, where has this been? How did I not like this stuff before? Where has this been all my life? Uh, anyways, <laughs> um... And then I, and then, uh, I, I don't, then that Christmas, Christmas 2021 was good because it was nice to have the first Christmas in two years with the family. And we went down there and we were there for an extended, I mean, I think we got there like the day before Christmas Eve, we got there on like the 23rd and we left early in the morning on New Year's day. New Year's day was a Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Um, which sucked because we got home, <laughs> late Saturday night we just drove all the way through and then we had Sunday to like for the kids to open all their presents and everything and uh and then the next day back to work back to school and but the good thing about that year the 2021 to 2022 holiday season was that the job that I had on December 31st was the same job that I had on January 2nd so it was at least like ah I'm not this is finally the first time in like four years that I'm not coming back from Christmas break to a brand new company, brand new people who I'm meeting all for the first time. And uh, so that was good. And then uh, and then there was last, last year's Christmas, same thing. I started a new role uh, at the beginning of December, but the new role was with people that I already knew who I had worked with two years prior to, or, or a year prior to that. And, uh, and who I still work with and who I really love working with. And, uh, and so that was, you know, it was a, it was a stressful holiday. We didn't, we didn't go anywhere, but that was the, you know, we made the offer on the house on Christmas day. It was accepted on boxing day. And, uh, we spent the week, you know, we did started getting the ball rolling on the, the whole process, but it was, it was a good stressful, like, yeah, let's do this. I, this this is stress that I'm enjoying because at the end of it, we're going to have a fucking house baby. And we did. So, and, uh, and then that brings us to this Christmas where no house to have to try and buy no new job, no, uh, no job that I hate that I'm coming back to no traveling. I left the house twice <laughs> between, I, I think, I think Christmas Eve morning, I went to the store to get some pie. I don't even remember. Uh, to get stolen bread. I love that German stolen bread, uh, which is basically just a loaf of bread that's like a fruitcake, and it has the powdered sugar bullshit on top of it. I, I, Nobody else likes it. I during oh jeez during Christmas week I realize now that I ate a big thick loaf of bread that had like sugary dried fruits and stuff in it and I loved every minute of it. Oh, I wish I had a piece of that bread right now. But I don't because I ate it all. <laughs> I would eat it for I'd get up and eat it for breakfast. I feel like Yeah, I did. I did. This is all coming back to me now because let me tell you something. One of the two times I left the house was to go get uh, replenishments of our, quote, taffy supply. Uh, 
<laughs> because I had stocked up like the day before Christmas or like the 23rd. I had stocked up and said, all right, here we go. Got plenty, plenty of taffy. This should last the week. And it did not because I was just feeling so damn festive that I just wanted as much. I, like there was a night that we were sitting at the table playing this board game. Uh, as a call, what do you meme? And you get a bunch of cards that had random sayings on it. And then uh, a person, each person takes a turn flipping a, a picture card over. And it's a picture usually of like a famous, you know, a well-known, you know, meme picture, right? Like the, like the angry cat yelling at the, you know, the lady yelling at the cat at the table or the, you know, any of that, any of that stuff that you've seen a million times that people either use as gifts or as, uh, or, or memes or whatever. And I, I don't, I don't remember the last time that I laughed that hard for that long over like everything. And I just uncontrolled, like it, it was so fun. And the kids were, we were all, that was like, that might be the highlight of the whole week was playing that game and just, let's be honest, <laughs> I don't fucking care, baked out of my fucking gourd because I threw back like, oh my God, because the, the usual stuff that we get, I had just gone to the taffy store that day. I think it was last Wednesday and uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, Wednesday I went to the taffy store and had to buy stuff that I've never bought before because they were out of our usual shit. And as a result, I think because it was just, you know, different than what I was used to, it hit me faster. It hit me harder. It also doesn't hurt that I took like a few more than usual. And within about uh, 20, 30 minutes, man, I was fucking three, two, one blast off. All aboard the helicopter uh, to the moon. <laughs> so I was probably laughing more than I would have been. But I also, I took a few pictures of some of the... So so you flip a card over and it shows you this meme. And then each person has to pick from their deck of cards that has like a silly, you know, that feeling when, uh, when you're wife just farted and it, it it has to like go along with the meme or not it's you know whatever if it's funny it's funny and that's the kind of shit that open-ended just no fucking no dice no spinning wheel no little pieces to move across a board just cards and a th simple rules that even i can follow and just like that to me the board games or the, those kind of tabletop games this is not really a board game because there's not really a board, uh, but a, a tabletop card game. Uh, the, the games where you are just laughing uncontrollably the whole time, that's the only... I hate board games. Like, I just... I, I don't know. It's like, that is... Uh, that is... I don't know if it's just my personality, uh, if it's the ADHD, because it's a nightmare. Like... My idea of hell is that I will die and I will wake up and it will be a big table uh, and a bunch of uh, people will be sitting around it getting ready to start a Monopoly game. 
like, oh my God, what have, what did I do to deserve this? And not that those are bad games. It's just I have. It's just so, sometimes they just take so fucking long. Uh, and I I like my games to be electronic or something with a ball of some kind. Oh, and I'll get to that in a sec. The, the gift that we got for the kids. Remind me to come back to if you can reach through the screen and just remind me to come back to that thought. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> midweek, uh, I, yeah, so I, I left the house, I think Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve to go get some, some stuff. And then I left the house Wednesday to get the taffy replenishments and had the best time playing board games. And we also, there was this Disney card game that we played too. Not funny or anything, but just, like, fun because it's Disney. It's like, yeah, okay, this is cool. And it's just, like, Disney trivia, true-false. I, I forgot what it is, but it's Disney chronology. That's what it is. You you have to put a timeline of where you, th- you know, somebody draws a card and said, uh, Steamboat Willie permit. And you, you, you know, you have to say, oh, you know, the, I don't know if the choice, it's like, uh, it's, I don't know if they give you multiple choices. Like, was it the 60s? Was it the 30s? But it's just fun because it's like, and while we were playing that, I just felt like I was at Disney World because it was just all like Disney stuff. So not as many laughs as the other game, but, you know, it was still good. And then the game that I got for the wife called Ransom Notes or something like that. And it's... it. There's these little, just magnetic little tiles that have words on it. Just various words. And you have to... Somebody draws a card and gives you, here's the scenario. And now you have to piece together the words that you have to try and describe the thing that the card is telling you to describe. Which I can't remember any of them right now. Like, uh, describe, describe Santa Claus. And you might have just the worst words. And I think for me, actually, let me, I think I took a picture of some of these things. <laughs> let me see here. Let me go back. Oh, God, where is it? It's somewhere. Uh, <laughs> well, while I'm flipping through that before I do forget, uh, maybe I've already mentioned this. We got the kids Papa Shot. Uh, big, you know, the big gift or one of the big, I don't know, I mean, f- literally big. Um, Not not big as far as, you know, it was very inexpensive for, for what you get. And God damn it, I can't find, I cannot find, where are they? I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through my pictures. Come on, man. Are you serious? Where are <laughs> Oh, wait. There's pictures of us at the table. Uh, damn it. Yeah, there's there's pictures of us playing the game, but I don't have any pictures of the co- I know I took pictures of these damn cards. Ah, okay. Here's one. Yeah. Choose one superpower and explain your decision. And I had to make the most of the of the little words that I had, so I wrote and you stick your little magnet words onto this little magnetic 
board that you get and then uh, choose one superpower and explain your decision. And I think everybody votes on which one is the the best or the funniest or whatever it is. And then that person gets to keep that card. And I think the first person who gets to five cards or whatever you want it to be, five cards, 10 cards, three cards is the winner. So this one said, choose one superpower and explain your decision. And so I wrote darkness vision, catch lovely sleep woman, show firm asset. I like, uh, let's see. Oh, this was the one. Um, <laughs> tell someone, um, by the way, uh, kids, if there's any kids out there, I'm going to talk about Santa Claus and Santa Claus is definitely, definitely real, but you do not want to listen to the next few seconds starting now. So one of the things was tell a child explain to a child that santa claus isn't real and i had nothing i just had nothing so i so so my words were acid kill in storm zone they crunch your soul remember question mark yeah because you have there's there's also question there's some question marks and things like that in there too which makes it interesting let's see uh Oh, I wish I could remember what this one was. <laughs> a hero uh, pull ahead. I think, actually, I think this was also a Christmas one. I think this was like, yeah, this was like, uh, describe Rudolph uh, guiding Santa's sleigh, maybe? And I wrote, make anxiety gurgle away. A hero tough after have pull ahead now. I mean, that's, that's comedy. I'm looking at, I, I wish I had, I wish I had taken more pictures of the, the cards that were, you know, with the, with the question on it. But here's one of my wife's that says, man, pleasure his chick on the booty. <laughs> I don't remember what, let's see. Uh, I don't remember what this one was either, <laughs> but, uh, you had to describe some kind of injury of some sort, and I don't remember what, but I wrote, sack protrude from panties, weenie go explosion. I think that's funny. Uh, and when you've had a few pieces of taffy, let me tell you. Let me tell you, my friend. I can't believe I didn't take a picture of the, the meme game. I mean, I've got pictures of us laughing, which is cool. Because we did have a lot of laughs. Playing. Ooh, I took pictures of the stolen bread. Oh, look at that. Oh, I can taste it. Ah, oh, Christmas. Christmas, you beautiful, magnificent bastard, you. Christmas, come back. Come back. Because it's over. And, uh, yeah, and it's back to... Back to the usual. <laughs> Which is why I'm so tired. Because I was up until... Uh, one, doing work because somebody who was hired specifically as a subject matter expert in this particular area that is not my expertise could not com put, complete a task. And, uh, and so it was given to me, of course, because I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like the, uh, I'm the waste, I was going to say something far worse, but I'm, I'm the waste receptacle of 
uh, tasks that people don't want to do, can't do, uh, which is why I've somehow found myself back to taking meeting minutes on top of all the others. Anyway, doesn't matter. Who cares? But uh, it was a late night because I was trying, and I was trying to teach myself some new stuff. I've it's been a long time since I've used Visual Basic, and so I was, you know, using Power Query and Visual Basic and feeling like a real hacker in Excel. <laughs> With YouTube helping me along the way, which is YouTube and Google. My, somebody was asking me the other day who's not terribly skilled in Excel. They know some of the basic stuff, you know, a VLOOKUP, a pivot table. Shit that people used to put as advanced skills, but they're not. It's like you know, an idiot can do VLOOKUPs. And, uh, and I'm not saying that this person is. I'm just saying, yeah, it's basic. It's pretty basic stuff and you can learn it pretty easily. And, uh, and he was asking me, like, how did you, like, how did you learn all this stuff? Like, who taught you this? Like, did you learn it in school? Did you, I'm like, did I learn it in school? I took, I took, <laughs> I took keyboarding on an actual typewriter. Do you think I was learning how to do macros in school? Although I think, I think there was something where we did, like, you remember the old, like, you just press record macro and you would just do the, th the stuff that you wanted to do and then you save the macro and then anytime you hit the macro button it would like do all that shit those macros i remember but like the actual the real deal like get in there and uh, and write code and do visual basic and uh, have it you know whatever it's, it's almost like adding mods to a video game like going into excel and like using cheat codes to do stuff that it's so one of the things was uh you know, creating a drop-down list, again, data validation, easy shit. Creating a drop-down list is, is no big thing. But creating a drop-down list that allows multiple choices. Ho-ho. Hello, Visual Basic. Um, and so, yeah, so somebody was, he was asking me, what, uh, how did you, how did you learn all this shit? I'm like, uh... Google, YouTube, I there weren't, uh, in the 90s, at least not in my, I mean, I did take a class with Mr. Hadcock. <laughs> Mr. Hadcock, I, I know, I know uh, Carl's listening. God darn it! Uh, he was the nicest guy, Mr. Hadcock, and uh, he would, <laughs> he was such a sweetheart, just a soft-spoken, like, really smart guy. That's just, just a, like, you can't not like this guy, you know? And, um, and sometimes he would, uh, he would, <laughs> he would, you know, he'd be projecting his, you know, Microsoft office on the, on the projector at the front of the room so that we could like, Hey, today we're going to learn how to do a Microsoft word thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, today we're going to learn how to add and how to use Excel to add and subtract, you know, basic shit. And uh and sometimes he would like, I don't know, he would fat finger something or he would uh, incorrectly key something in or hit the wrong button and he would and he never swore, but he said the non-swear with the vigor in anger of somebody who's saying the worst profanities imaginable. And it was the funniest goddamn thing. And he was 
like he you know so he would he would he would click the wrong thing and he would screw something and be like ah god darn it and he had like this almost it's almost like a it's like one of those weird accents that's like it sounds midwestern but it's like a it's like a new york accent it's like a weird central new york thing so he would instead of like darn it it was like darn it god darn it <laughs> oh man fun times whenever my whenever my children particularly my oldest who just absolutely hates 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 school uh when my oldest child talks about school and the other night we were having a, a nice chat and <sighs> yeah and they were talking about how they can't wait to be done with high school and just get like a regular job like you know just get like a retail job to start out with or or even if they can land an office job making you know 15 20 bucks an hour how great that and I was like yeah it, it is great and I said it's it's absolutely easier than school in a lot of ways like going going to work I mean I remember like working in retail like working at Barnes and Noble I wasn't making a good wage I think uh, when I left there it was like 11 something an hour which was shitty then and like I think <laughs> there's people people making less than that now which is like absolutely criminal nobody should be making less than like 15 that should be 15 something should be the minimum wage but hey you know let's keep it 7 something for the last 20 years because nothing else has changed and everything's super affordable anyway uh hey where'd that middle class go i don't understand <laughs> um so what was i talking about oh yeah so the oldest was just talking about and 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 i understood that and as of right now my oldest is like maybe not super interested in college and the old me would be like, the fuck you're not. You are going to college. There, This is not a debatable. This is not up for debate. This is not up for discussion. You will finish high school, and the following fall, you will be enrolled at a prestigious university, preferably in the Boston area so that you don't have to move far away. <laughs> um, and... and Honestly, like, I had to stop and be really truthful with myself. Like, is that the advice that I would give to me if I were 14 years old right now? I mean, if 14-year-old me wanted to become a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a nurse, an engineer, an architect, something that you cannot do, you cannot even get in the door, well, maybe as a teacher, I mean, you could be a substitute teacher making... 100 bucks a week or whatever fucking ridiculous I, I, it's just crazy what people pay or don't pay it's like oh my god uh and then everyone's like millennials aren't eating anymore like yeah they can't they can't afford it nobody can <laughs> even people with money can't, can't afford shit <laughs> anyway uh so i just stopped and I'm like is this what have what have I been saying? What do I say on this podcast? What do I say to myself all the time? Like, I have I have multiple degrees. I have an advanced degree, a master's degree, and none of it 
none of them were worth the paper that they are printed on, and I care so little that I don't even have my master's degree, like the diploma, which I better get soon because <laughs> because the college that I attended where I got my master's degree will cease to exist at the end of this year. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if that means, I think, I assume that means the end of the academic year. So like May, uh, at the end of May, they'll, they'll close down forever unless something changes. Like my, the school where I got my MBA is not going to exist in six months. <laughs> and, but also on the same note, it's like, does it even really matter? Because nobody Especially now, like now, I'm at a point where like nobody, like I have, I'm experienced, I'm not an entry level person, nobody cares about my MBA. It's like a nice like, oh, look at that. If anything, it's like an icebreaker because they say, oh, you got your undergrad in film and then you got your MBA. Tell me about that. It's like, what do you want me to tell you? I got my undergrad in film and I got a job at Stewart's making la poopy sandwiches for eight fifty an hour. And then I went and got a business degree. And now I make eight seventy five. So ha ha ha. <laughs> um phew. God, I I can't I don't understand how people exist. Like it was hard enough when I was making eight something an hour and I lived with my parents for free. Like I had, you know, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Like it, it you know, and people who, it's just, isn't it weird? Like we are equipped with enough of everything so that nobody has to be in a position of like struggling and suffering. and, But then, but then that doesn't help a certain group of people all the way at the tippy top who can, you know, who can use uh, the the struggles of humankind uh, as leverage uh, to create shitty working conditions and long hours and unfavorable wages and benefits and things like that? And so, why would why would why would them their billionaires want everybody to just have you know a, a fair share of the pie and be able to live? And I don't mean like everybody should be in a 3,000 square foot house. I mean, just mean like everybody should be housed. <laughs> kids should absolutely all 100% of kids should be housed. 100% of kids should have all three meals covered wherever that is. And it's like all that shit is so fucking easy to do. And we're at a point like the amount of food that a grocery store or a restaurant or a coffee shop, like good, fresh food that just gets thrown in the dumpster every single day is like, it's staggering. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. It, when I was making eight, nine, 10, 11 dollars an hour in 2000, whatever it was, 2005, three, four, 2002 and three, I was like in the eights. And then throughout like 2004, 5, and 6, I got up into the 9s and 10s. And then I hit the big bucks in uh, like 2006, 2007, my last year at the uh, at the big the big box uh, book retailer. And uh, 
And woo, that was like, woo, what am I going to do with all this extra scratch? Uh, yes, Barkeep, uh, I'll have a Johnny Walker Blue on the rocks. Make it a double. Hold the rocks, baby. What is that called? Neat. I guess I guess you don't say, I'll have a scotch on the rocks. Hold the rocks. You'll just say, Johnny Walker, <laughs> neat. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know cool hip bar terms. Uh, can I just get a, a Johnny Walker with no ice and some cherries? No, I would never... Relax. I would never put... I don't put anything in my scotch. Occasionally, I might drop an ice cube in just to have a little chill. But I drink fast enough that the scotch won't be tainted by the horrible, disgusting <laughs> taste. The disgusting properties of a block of ice. Yuck. Water. Just give me the scotch, even though I don't really drink scotch at all or anything for that matter but occasionally occasionally the mood will strike me i almost had scotch over the holidays and then i didn't because i just man the other stuff you don't have a headache the next day you're not you might be tired you might be hungry but you're not you don't feel like you got thrown off the roof of a garbage truck factory into the garbage truck uh testing grounds <laughs> Where they just run over things with garbage trucks. And that's what we we all know. We've all been there at least once, if not multiple times, where we wake up the next day and say, Oh my god, I think, I think I'm dead. I think I'm in hell. I may never have a normal life again. I, if I'm not dead, I want to die because I'm so miserable and sick and headachy and nothing is going to cure it except just waiting it out. Yeah, that doesn't happen with taffy. So I'm uh, that's why I'm really 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 good with the uh with the flower as some people say. Um So <laughs> yeah. What was I talking about? Money, wages. I I've completely forgotten. I don't know. Oh, I, I guess just how do people fucking exist making uh Oh yeah. So my kid, that's what, back to my, my child, who was like, yeah, I'd like to just get a job that's not super, you know, an entry-level job making a decent enough wage. And I've told my kids, too, like, listen, I don't want to pretend that living with your parents is like some kind of life failure. If you live with us, the only rule is if you are, you know, over the age of 18 and continue living here... um. You know, pay for your own groceries and everything else, fucking save it. Put it away. Do not buy shit. Save it. And then you will have enough, maybe, uh, for your own house. And that's, I had that luxury and I blew it because the wife and I, we were, I didn't think about that stuff. I'm, I'm not like, I just... I think about shit now in that way as I've matured and whatnot, but like back in 2000, whatever, 1990, whatever. And I'm like teens, twenties, you know, we're making whatever, nothing, 25 K a year retail, if even that. And what little money I do have, I'm, I'm just, you know, we're going, 
let's go to Applebee's. <laughs> That's the other thing. Fucking, at least we could have gone out to like someplace good. We were going, eating good in the neighborhood is not good. So we would be, oh, let's go, what, you want to go to Applebee's? And then the next, oh, how about TGI Fridays? How about Chili's? How about, although Chili's, I like, I still like Chili's. Not all the time. It's probably, we probably go to Chili's once every five years. And that's, that's a, I think that's the right amount of Chili's. <laughs> um, Chili's okay. Chili's will be around. They're closing TGI Fridays left and right. The TGI Fridays at Stuyvesant Plaza in Albany is closed. That place was an institution. That was like, I I still say that's like the one of, if not the nicest TGI Fridays that there ever was. It was nice. It had the upstairs. It somehow, it was a TGI Fridays, but it somehow felt like you were in, you know, like a real restaurant with like real food. And I, hey, I liked some of that shit. They had that sesame chicken, whatever the hell it was. Mmm, delicious. Anyway. Uh, oh, and then in the summer of 2001, when I turned 21, we were going to Pizzeria Uno's every night and getting these giant blue, it was called like the Blue Lagoon or something like that, or Blue Hawaii, or I don't know. And it's just, uh, it was like Blue Curacao and all these different concoctions and probably about oh a f- f- thimble full of alcohol and then the rest of it's just sugar and fruit juice but we were sucking those things down eating pizza skins chicago deep dish pizzas oh my god just let's go to the move let's go see every movie in the theater hey madagascar 2 let's go see it what why i don't know because <laughs> it's in the theaters and we've seen everything else so we were going to the movies all the time. We were going out to eat all the time. We were going, and I look back and I'm like, oh, you fucking bonehead. What the fuck is wrong with you? Your parents charged you zero dollars and zero cents to live there. And you could have, what little money you made, you could have put it aside. And you, uh, ah, well. So now I tell the kids, like, listen. It's not, if you, uh, you can live with us as long as you want. Like, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, get these kids out of here. I want for their sake, for them to go out into the world because you need to create your own path and your own life and your own, you know, you should have your own home, your own living space, whatever that may be. Um, And I don't, I don't think it's, I I think it's just, you know, it's, the, the 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 mama and papa bird push the baby bird out of the nest and just say, hey, hopefully you can fly. <laughs> Flap those wings, motherfucker. <laughs> and, you know, the birds haven't gone extinct, so it's clearly it's working out pretty well what they're doing. And I, I'm not that kind of parent to just be like, well, it's your 18th birthday. Here's a, here's a few bucks to get you started pack your shit and get out of here no not gonna do them my kids they can they can they can live with me as long as they want i have no i also happen to like my kids again another thing that we realized during the pandemic was how many people hate their families because you would (laughs) you would hear about it on facebook uh you know people just like oh my god it's only day three of lockdown i don't think i'll survive it's like oh day three i'm glad this is only gonna be for two or three weeks (laughs) 
<laughs> oh shit. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. So, so I uh, we were talking the other day, and I just said, "Listen, uh, stay here." As, you know, when you get out of high school, I said there are some non-negotiables. Finishing middle school and finishing high school is one of those things. Like I. Whether required by law or not doesn't make a difference. I have, in my mind, I have a, I don't know if it's like a moral obligation, but like a parental obligation for you to at least be educated <laughs> through the uh, 12th year of school and graduate with a diploma and walk across the stage in a cap and gown. And once that's done, if you so choose... Because you'll be 18 and you can make your own decisions. And if you decide, I want to go to college, great. If you decide, I don't want to go to college ever, great. If you never set foot in a classroom again, fine. If you get a job, what I think is the smart thing, because college is such a fucking scam nowadays, and it didn't used to be. And that's the thing. My generation was in that in-between generation, like we always seem to be. Where the previous generation had it really good and told us to do the shit that they did. And then we did and got fucked. And now our kids are seeing like, well, uh, my parents work a lot. They make good money, but they work all the time. They're stressed out. They're miserable. They don't have any free time. Uh, <coughs> uh, they had a ton of debt and student loans. Yeah, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I'll just go get a job and, like, figure shit out along the way, but, like, get paid instead of paying, you know, because most, what are most people doing these days? They're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get an education so they can go work in retail. Like, I didn't need to go to school to get a job at Stewart's serving fucking burnt coffee and disgusting hot dogs. Uh... But here I was, uh, a few weeks after graduation, putting on that horrible button-down shirt and the hat, and wondering what what happened. What happened here? How did we get to this point? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then getting my master's, my MB, not a master's. You know, it's not like I got a master's in poetry. And this is not a slight against people who get their master's in poetry, but. Also, you kind of have to be, like, stupid to get a master's in... Do they even offer that? They sh That should be illegal. Or at least offer it for, like, a hundred bucks. You want your master's in poetry? It's a three-week course. It's a hundred bucks. Write some poems. Read some poems. Great. You're a master of poetry now, asshole. Go make some fucking poems that nobody will read. Um, I love poems. Well, love's a strong word, but I, there are some poems that I am quite fond of. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we were just talking about it, and I, I said, listen, uh, a lot of people, it, it, it's been ingrained in so many of us that, like, we all have, we're all on the same trajectory. Go to high school, graduate from high school, go to college, graduate from college, get a job. That worked for the majority of people once upon a time 
because the majority of people weren't in college because there were a lot of good jobs that paid well that didn't require a college degree. And if you did go to college, well, congratulations, you're probably pretty much guaranteed to get a job that is a pretty damn good one that pays pretty well, and you'll probably just be at that job for the next 30, 40 years, and you'll retire, and you'll have a nice pension, and you'll have a whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, and the kids are well aware of the fact that, like, that's... It wasn't guaranteed for my generation. Why would it be guaranteed for my kids' generation, you know? So, I don't... Like, what am I going to say? Like, no, you have to go to college. And I've told my kids, too, like, if and when you go to college, you're not paying a dime for it. I, I'm like... I'm a career student loan payer. I'm just like, I, I almost don't know what I would do without having a big, huge fucking student loan bill every month. And, uh, and so I don't, I do not want that for my kids because that pushed a lot of other things. But as, as hard as it was, as many, many loans as I took out so that I could get that fucking master's degree that I thought was so goddamn valuable. And, uh, and then I just had to ha to get and then to get out of that school and have a retail job, the same retail job that I had for the previous three years is the retail job that I had for the next two years. And that was yeah, like a little disappointing. And then after a year and a half of applying to every job under the sun to finally get a job making less than 30,000 a year, which is probably like two or three thousand dollars more than I was making at the bookstore. So it was like, but I, you know, but I pushed along and I knew that I, if I really wanted to get up there, I had to, I had to just be a job hopper. And I, I am so glad that I was because loyalty is so stupid to a company. Anyways, be loyal to your friends, be loyal to your family, be loyal to your children, to your spouse, to yourself, whatever that even means. But don't be loyal to your company because they could replace you tomorrow without any fucking reason at all. And you're just done. Like, it's so funny. You have to like, oh, you type up a nice letter, give, I'll be, I'll stay around for a couple of weeks so that you don't have to do the job without me. I'll be a good little boy and stay at the job. You should be able to just fucking say, you know what? This sucks. I'm, uh, I'm leaving right now and I'm not coming back. You can do that. I mean, it's not going to look good. If somebody calls for a reference and they're like, oh yeah, he went to lunch and never came back. Don't hire him. Um, 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 um. But yeah, uh, the best decision that I have ever made was to have zero loyalty to anyone who is not in my very close circle of friends and family. And sometimes the people that I work with became part of that and remain part of that close circle of friends. And uh, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about like the, the company. Because the company will decide that they can't afford you or that your position should be eliminated and they won't give a second thought to it. Or if you drop dead because you're working too fucking hard... They'll replace you tomorrow. Your your that job posting will be out there by you know lunchtime the next day at the latest. 
and uh, the job can replace you, your kids and your family and your friends. They can't. So, you know. So I told, and, and, and the only thing that I've ever, quote unquote, preached to my kids is don't chase money, don't chase titles, don't chase, you know, foolish thing. Pursue happiness. Fucking search that shit out. Find it. Grab it. Put it in a bag. Keep it forever. Don't let go of it. <laughs> and just keep, be greedy you shouldn't be greedy for a lot of things. You should be greedy for happiness and for feeling good and for having a good, you know, quality of life. So I, that's the only, I said, if you have never learned anything from me ever, just take that one little thing. And, uh, and so, yeah, so my oldest, you know, two years ago was going to go to MIT to be an architect. And now it's like, yeah, maybe I'll get a job at, uh, oh, what did they say the other day? Oh, I can't even remember. They're talking about like GameStop or Best Buy or something. I said, oh, well, you don't want to be a job that is worse than school, which you really hate. <laughs> and I can tell you, uh, I said, well, your mother worked for GameStop, and you can talk to her about her experience, but, you know, hey, do whatever. The good thing about retail is that's a revolving door all day, every day. If you go to work at a Best Buy, I could get a job at Best Buy today, and by 6 o'clock, just walk out the door and never come back, and nobody's like, who cares? It's not, again, it's not, not really the right thing to do, but, eh. Um... And so, yeah, so my kid's just uh, kind of saying, like, yeah, I, I think I'd like to just get out of high school, get a job, just to have some money, and so I can figure out what I want to do. And I said, yeah. I said, again, everybody thinks that we're just supposed to come off this uh, assembly line of elementary school, middle school, high school, and all just go to college, and we're all the same people who should all be going to college. No. But why would, why would college want you to know that? Why would college want to discourage anybody? Like, the University of Phoenix Online exists for that reason. That is for people who have no business being in college so they can pay absurd sums of money to get a completely worthless degree. It's debatable whether or not my degree is, has any value or not. Like, my very first office job, that was the only time that my degree factored in uh, when my the, the person who would become my boss was interviewing me and she said, yeah, I, I really like that you know you don't have experience in this area, but you have you have an MBA. so obviously you're smart, you can a accomplish tasks, you know enough about finance and accounting and business and this and that. Uh, so that was it. But also I could have worked as a bank teller for the amount of time that I was going to grad school. And found myself in that same job. Because that's really all. It's like, well, you don't have experience as a bank teller, but you have your master's degree. So we'll hire you for $29.5 a year. <laughs> uh, but there's no, like, University of Phoenix is like, yeah. No, no serious person would look at a resume with University of Phoenix. Now, if you have a great resume with great skills and things, and University of Phoenix, that's a different topic. But if you're just like, 
Joe Schmo like I was with just like some retail experience trying to get an office job at a, in a cubicle. And if I handed somebody a resume that said graduate of the University of Phoenix online, no, forget it. And that's not a that's not a slight against online schools. That is very specifically a slight against uh, University of Phoenix. I don't know if it's still called this, but they had a football stadium in Phoenix, Arizona, called University of Phoenix Stadium. Normally, when you have football in a stadium named after a university, it's because it's at that university. But not in the case of good old University of Phoenix Stadium. And SoFi Stadium in L.A., beautiful. Like, one, of, maybe one of the nicest stadiums uh, that there is. It's only a few years old. The Super Bowl was there. WrestleMania was there last year. It's a great, it's a great spot. SoFi became <laughs> what they are from like student loans, and uh, yeah. So, so my kids like, yeah, I, I don't, you know. Obviously, things could change in the next few years, but as of right now, like if uh, if my fourteen year old were graduating high school today, they'd just. They'd get a job, a reasonable uh, something, and uh, and then if they felt the college was the right thing, then down the line they would do that. Or as I said, listen, like I said, I think online classes are just like online everything. It's not the population is not going to get smaller of people who are getting their degrees entirely online. So, uh, and even, even colleges that are like actual colleges have their, you know, online offerings. It's, if you don't, it's stupid. And I'm sure that the college that I got my MBA from that's closing down at the end of this year, I'm sure they never bothered to do anything like that. They ne- I mean, when I went there, it seemed pretty dated. Like, I would be in the library looking around like, boy, what the fuck... When was the last time they did anything, aside from the computers, when was the last time they did any upgrades to, like, any of this stuff? It stinks. Like a library from the 50s. It's shelves and everything else are from the 50s. I don't know, but... Uh, you know, the other thing, too, when child and I were talking about, I said, man, just... Uh, it, if you find something that you want to do and college is the best way to get that education or get you to where you need to be. Well, when you get out of high school and you start doing that, you know, if you get, let's say you get a full-time job, said once a semester, just take some online class, just take something, something that interests you or, and then we started talking and I said, or you could like, you know, take a class a semester and like get your gen ed requirements out of the way. And then I said, man, fuck that. I said, that's bullshit. Gen ed requirements should be done when you graduate high school. Isn't that the whole point? You went to high school so that you could take a little bit of everything and then go to college and focus pretty much entirely on the stuff that you want to focus on, the stuff that interests you. And I get that because there'd be probably a lot of math and science and history teachers, professors out of a job if they didn't make the kids have to take those classes. And for some kids, maybe they don't know what they want and they go take those classes. And it, Well, then let those kids take that class. Offer 
all the same math and history and science and reading and writing and uh, whatever uh, music and art and all fucking classes that for God knows what reason they make everyone take in college. Well, the reason's again, the answer to every question, money. Like if if people could go to college and be out of there in half the amount of time because they didn't have to take the bullshit classes, well, that's I don't know. So I said, listen, I said, it's stupid. I said, the gen, the fact that college has gen ed requirements is the most absurd, outdated thing. That's what high school is for. If you want to take calculus in high school, take calculus in high school. Like the fact that I was, I, I think of it now and how fucking dumb it was that I was sitting in a math class in college uh, what the hell did I take? I guess it was Calc 1 and Calc 2. Uh, that's when I went to the dean to try and get my math teacher, uh, Professor Lewis. I tried to get him fired because he was a piece of shit. Um, very smart guy. Clearly knew a lot about math. And it was, it was very clear as we all just sat there during every class, just watching him do equations on the board. Not necessarily teaching us how to do it, but just doing it. And then saying, and there, there you go, you got the answer. So do these uh, 5,000 problems tonight. And and so I got, I think it was the only C. I think I got a C, like a C plus. <laughs> C plus? Uh, it was the only C that I ever got in college. Everything else was mostly A's. Some B's and that one fucking C, the one. But also, you know what? At the age of 43, you know how important that is that I have that C on my record? You know how much it bothers me? You know how much sleep I lose? None. I don't care. And that's my problem was that I thought, oh, C's bad. Well, I still don't really think of C's as, like, great. But also... If I had just stopped for two seconds and said, okay, am I going to become a mathematician? Am I going to become a rocket scientist? Am I going to become any number of things that requires a very advanced level or even a medium level of mathematical knowledge? No. So who cares? But my problem was, the next semester, I took Calc 2, and I got an A+. The only difference between those two classes was the instructor. The only difference. And she was a sweet lady. I don't remember her name. Of course, you remember the shitty ones. But I don't remember uh, this woman's name. Uh, she looked uh, a little like Blythe Danner. <laughs> If I recall right, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's from you know from Meet the Parents, the, the mom, De Niro's wife. Uh, and she was just yeah, she was I, I liked her a lot. She was she was good people, and I got like a ninety five or a ninety seven or something. That was my final grade, and uh, it was like a seventy eight or a seventy nine in Calc one. So I so I went to the dean. I'm like, do you see what the weird thing is that like how. How was I so bad at Calc 1 and then I just magically got good at math 
the harder calc two, the more advanced. Like, how did like do you see the problem? And this guy, by the way, he had a big like, uh, hit like flasks and like whiskey bottles in his dry. All different times, man. Different time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, and I just kind of said, like, listen, like, what are you are you fucking. You seeing where I have a problem here? Like all my grades are excellent and my spring semester math grade is also excellent, but my fall semester math grade what and it's just like what's the point of this? Why am I why am I torturing myself with this bullshit? And I think that's that's the big thing is like collectively and this is where social media and the internet is a good thing, collectively We've stopped, we've taken a step back and looked around and said, why are we doing this? What is the purpose of this? And so the younger generation now, uh, you'll hear like people, you know, Gen X or even the, the remaining uh, boomers that are still out in the workforce. I'll be like, oh man, these kids, uh, something... Uh, they don't like the hours and the and the pay, and then they just leave to go get better pay and better hours. It's like, yeah, wow, isn't that crazy? They're not putting up with the bullshit that we put it up with. What a weird thing. They don't want to fucking be miserable their whole goddamn lives. They know that the likelihood of home ownership is like minuscule, and so they said, "Fuck it, I make enough money to pay the rent." Go out with the friends, have a nice little life. And I'm not going to worry about it, and I'm not going to work 80 fucking hours a week, because that gets you nowhere. And so, yeah, here we are. And, and, and that's a good thing. And I hope that my prediction has been, for the last many years, that I really think you're, if it's not already starting, it's going to... Hey, listen, the fact that my grad school, College of St. Rose, if anybody's wondering, the fact that they're closing down, like, there there are some colleges that just, I mean, they're like printing money. Because they're, you know, whether this is the right thing or the wrong thing is neither here nor there. They're just doing the right thing from a business perspective, a money-making perspective, which that's a problem because I don't necessarily think that they should be in the business of making money. Uh, but, hey, you know, let them Europeans have their free health care and their free college. <laughs> I don't want no socialism. I want my 10, 12, whatever it is, federal holidays, and that's it. Uh, yeah, so anyway. So people are just like, they're seeing it, and they're like, why am I going to do this? What's the reward of me doing this? Like, once upon a time, maybe you would be rewarded. But the reward for working really hard is you're just going to get more work dumped on you. And as I've learned in the last uh, however many years and reminded of only in the last uh, 48 hours or so that there are going to be people who are older than you, who are considerably 
stupider than you who get paid more who do nothing and are just living their uh, clueless little bubbly existence while the stuff that shouldn't even be in my uh, yard, so to speak, is being dumped on my lap on a regular basis. And then, and now, and then I'm pressured like, okay, we got to get this done by Monday. Cause the person who was supposed to do this months ago didn't. And I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. This was a high priority thing, such a high priority that you let it sit there for months with this fucking slug doing nothing. Who's a subject matter expert in this very thing that I really know very little about. And now, because I'm the guy who will, you know, put the, uh, what is it, nose? Is it nose to the grindstone? Why would you put your nose on a grindstone? Why are you grinding your nose? I think I feel like I'm mixing two. What do you put on the grindstone? I'm going to put my penis on the grindstone. That's it. So, because I'm the guy who puts his penis on the grindstone and works really hard and figures shit out, even if it's not my specialty or my area of expertise. So, my reward is that I get to do somebody else's work who gets paid more than me, who is a fucking incompetent doof. Yeah, cool. Baby boomer, by the way. You know, the, I mean, that's the joke. Like, the uh, speaking of memes, what's the meme where it's like, uh, <laughs> where it shows like uh, people uh, gathered around an older person, and it's like, uh, here's the <laughs> the uh, the intern or the new hire who makes uh, you know forty k a year. Helping the uh, the CEO who makes ten times that much uh, figure out how to how to convert a word document to to uh, PDF <laughs> shit like that. But that's it's fucking true. Like you're sitting here like God damn. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, or seemingly I, there's not even cooks. There's a lot of there's a lot of project managers in the kitchen, or just man not even project managers, just managers. And, uh, yeah, you start to want, like, oh, where, where are we wasting money? Oh, probably with the 30,000 a year guy who does everything. I am, I am not the $30,000 a year guy. Uh, not, not by a long shot. <laughs> those, those days are long behind me, but, uh, but yeah, I get it. And I told this, uh, this kid of mine, I said, Listen, obviously, like everybody, we all want our kids to have the best lives, and a lot of for for a lot of us, that's associated with going to college. And for some, your earning power increases considerably with a degree, but that's not guaranteed for most. So if you don't have something that absolutely requires a college degree. And you're not passionate about school, even though this kid is so fucking smart. That's the thing. I just, I, I almost want to say like, no, 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 give college a try. Because unlike what you're used to, they actually like challenge you. <laughs> 
College can actually challenge your brain, and you might find that to be rewarding. Or you might hate it, I don't know. But this is a kid who's like, uh, it was fall semester last year, they got a bunch of C's. This is a kid who's always on the honor roll. I'm like, what, what the, what's going on here? Uh, I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like doing the work. It's so boring. We do it all day in class, and then we have to go do the same shit for homework. And I just, you know, it wasn't because they didn't know. It's just they just weren't handing stuff in, or they would miss days of school, and there would be something homework given and they wouldn't go ask the teacher and so they would have overdue assignments and so they're getting like zeros on stuff that would have been A's and B's and I said look you don't have to get straight A's I'm not that kind of person um but you can't you can't not do you have to do like at least do something a 30 is better than a zero (laughs) Anything is better than a zero. A bunch of 90s and 100s can be fucking ruined with a zero. Your whole GPA can be fucking, you know. And I know. And honestly, the kid doesn't care. I'm jealous. I wish I didn't care about that shit when I was in school. And maybe that's the difference between having two parents who are teachers and having two parents who are not teachers. I don't know if that, you know, how much that plays into it or a number of things. But when, when this kid tells me like, yeah, I really, it's, I, I'm not interested in it. Like, it's just a pretty, pretty simple, like sort of black and white. Like I'm not interested in this. And so I'm going to give the minimal effort possible to get through it. I'm good at it, I know it, but I hate it, and I don't want to spend every waking minute doing it. And then I say to this kid, yeah, you know, you're raising some good points here. <laughs> uh, and then and then last semester, and then the next, the next semester after that, it was all, yeah, it was all A's and B's. And again, the B's, usually because they didn't, know that there was an assignment or they didn't care to hand it in or whatever. So there's like a zero or a, or something. And, uh, yeah. And then this last semester, I, you know, like just the other day I said, Hey, didn't you get your report cards a couple, uh, couple days ago, a couple weeks ago? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I asked you for them where, and then my wife had seen them and said, Oh yeah, all A's and B's. I said, really? Because my my 14-year-old prefaced, prefaced with, yeah, I'm not going to do the work if I'm not interested in it. And I said, dude, you have to do the work. You're going to get all, you know, shit grades that you don't deserve. That's the other thing, too. It's like, if you're smart enough and you know this stuff, like, just get the good grade and move on. You know, there's no, whatever. And so I was talking to this child of mine who said like, yeah, I really didn't, uh, you know, my, my goal for this semester was to put in the minimal effort possible to just get through it. And I said, okay. And then it turns out they're on the honor roll and they got all A's and B's and they did it with 
truly minimal effort because every night after school, that kid's playing Red Dead or Spider-Man or VR. And I'll come in and say, and, and listen, I know most parents do like, hey, you have to earn uh, screen time with good behavior, with good grades, with achievements, with this. I'm also not that parent. I don't limit anything. I said, Look, you put up, put in enough time at school. You're only a kid for a very short amount of time. And, uh, and, and soon enough, you'll have your own bills and responsibilities and you'll say, Oh my God, I would kill to have all that free time that I used to have to play video games. So just like, enjoy it. I want my kids to just enjoy life and I don't want them to develop this, uh, you know, I got, I've got there, one is very high anxiety and is on medication for it. The other one is, has anxiety, uh, not not at the level that requires medication, but I don't want them giving themselves more of that and then carrying that through every single thing that they do in life. Because for me, I get, I've always had high anxiety. Everything gives me anxiety. Also, you know what else gives me anxiety? Nothing at all. Just sitting there happy as a clam and for no good fucking reason whatsoever, switch flips and now I'm miserable and I'm worked and I'm, I've got a sick feeling in my stomach and I don't know why I don't know what I'm trying to figure it out hoping maybe if I pinpoint the problem it'll go away and, and sometimes there is there's nothing to pinpoint it's just the way that I am so when you add on you know the and and my oldest kid has the perfectionism and all that stuff which again doesn't mean that all of your work is perfect because you'll allow nothing else. It means that you will, you're, you will cripple yourself. You'll paralyze yourself by overthinking and over worrying about how to get started on something. And you will sit there for an hour doing nothing because you couldn't get started on it. And then you'll finally get started and then you'll finish it in like 10 minutes. The first time we had a therapy as a family, with uh, my, the kids had therapy, oldest in particular, and the first session was all four of us, wife and I, the two kids. And as like a fun little exercise, she did this thing where, uh, what the hell was it? We were doing, it was like a family fish tank. I don't know if that's the exact thing, but we had to, uh, yeah, a big piece of paper, like a, a big, big like poster board, and everybody, or maybe a big poster board and everybody, you know, you could take your individual pieces of like construction paper and you draw yourself as a fish or draw, you know, whatever you, whatever you want. And the youngest got right to it. Just couldn't, couldn't draw little fishies fast enough. Maybe that's what it was. Just draw some fish. I don't remember, but, uh, and then the wife was drawing she knew exactly what she wanted she got into it she did just one thing but very carefully and very well done i did the only thing that i know how to draw which is the silly self-portrait triangle shaped head guy with the sunglasses and uh and the cross earring and the cigarette and the beard except i put uh I put little fishy, uh, fish, like a merman kind of thing or something like that. And that was, it. you know, I went the, I went the funny route 
And uh, the oldest sat and did nothing until the very last, like, 10 minutes of the 60-minute session. And they drew this great drawing, but they sat the whole time because they were agonizing over, what do I draw? I want it to be perfect. It has to be exactly the right thing, and I can't do anything until I've come up with it, and I don't want to put even a... a dot of ink on this paper because it'll ruin everything and it was really a fascinating thing like as far as looking at like like we it all made perfect sense once we had finished our our individual drawings and had them in our little fish tank i was like yeah this is i mean you could it's it's amazing when the the unseen pieces of someone you know, personality and their mind and everything, how they behave. You could you could actually draw that on paper, and in a way, that's that's what it was. Um, but so yeah, so I'm I don't like I don't I I used to be a pain in the I used to grill. You got to get your homework done. Get your home. Do your homework. You're not doing anything until you do. I was doing that like old school thing because that's all that's what I knew. And then I realized this ain't working you know my oldest child's in like was in like second grade and having nightly meltdowns about homework like this is not what's supposed to happen (laughs) this is not i don't like this i don't want them to feel this way and they shouldn't feel this way and i need to figure out a way i'm not gonna be able to cure it but i gotta feel a way to not add to the fire and that's not to say like, oh, I'm going to just check out as a parent and let them do whatever and I don't care. No, it's to say, listen, you know, you do have to do this work. But if you're, you know, back in elementary school, we would say, listen, do as much as you can in whatever, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. And when that time's up, just be done. And if you need us to write a note on your homework to explain why you didn't finish it, we will do that. Because this is not a big fucking deal. They want you to think it is. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So I, I just think like, yeah, eventually kids are going to stop going to college. It's too expensive. They see that there's really no real reason to go there unless you have a specific thing that you need. And also, a lot of people uh, can get hired somewhere and like maybe wait for the company to pay for them to get there. They say, oh, you know what? I wish you had your degree in this area. We'll pay for you to do it part-time. Oh, okay. Well, that's much better. Um, it's like, oh, you should have the college experience. What is the fucking college experience? The most miserable I have ever been was when I was having the college experience because here's the thing about the college experience it ain't for everyone i've mentioned this before on the podcast i i don't know if there's anything that i despised more than going to fraternity parties because it was just it's everything that i hate i can't hear my friends i just want to like when i'm with my friends i just want to hang out with my friends i'm not interested in the riffraff <laughs> uh and you go to these parties and it's just, oh my God, it just, I, I've, I'm trying to think if there was a frat party that I ever went to that was good. And I'm, I'm sure there was, 
There was one where I enjoyed myself. And it was just, it was a weird, you know, it was like in the basement somewhere. And we were like the only, <laughs> that's why I enjoyed it. It was like the DJ and like two other guys and like us just dancing around. I was like, where are we? Is this just like somebody's dad's basement or something? I don't even know where we were. And uh, I was a designated driver. We I, A couple of friends were home from college and we drove over to the college of a, f- a friend who's local and we danced the night away. And it was a lot of fun. Other than that. So, like, the college experience, to me, A, is very overrated. Um, and B, it's not for everybody. And it's not, like, what you know, it's just not for everybody. And so I, I say to this kid, like, it's, you know, in some ways you might be able to skip the line by not going to college. Because during those years, while people are taking gen ed and all this shit that they don't need and don't want, but have to, you could be out, like, getting an entry-level job, doing grunt work in a field that you wish to be in, and slowly working your way up, and then maybe, like I said, having that person pay for your education at some point. Somebody, When I was a kid, somebody said to me, like, dude, you can go to college for film, but, like... If I were you, I would just move out to LA, just get get a minimum wage job. If you you know just just pound the pavement and uh, you know apply to like every studio and production, you know all this stuff. Just be a fucking a go, you know, get their coffee and stuff. Be like you know, be a little pissant, and then slowly work your way up. That was a maybe the best advice I had ever received. So naturally, I did not follow it at all. But I think about it now like, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Especially since I got out of college after four years of college and was making slightly above minimum wage at a fucking gas station. I'd much rather be making minimum wage doing something that is of interest to me. And so, uh, yeah, so that's what I say to my kids. Like, hey, you know, there's other... It's not the same path for we've we've been spreading this lie for years, perpetuating this like thing of like everybody goes to college and everybody does. No, there's a million fucking ways to get somewhere, and uh, yeah, like I I I I liked to to. To, uh, there's a woman I sat next to years ago we became friends with and she's she's more like my parents age um I I think I would say I could safely say she's a baby boomer and uh you know she had she went to all these I don't remember where she went to school but she went to great schools and she did the you know she came from money she came from that Swamp Scott Marblehead money, that North Shore old money. <laughs> I do believe. Uh, and uh, and both she and her husband worked at the same place that I worked, and they paid very well. So, and these two were here, there for a long time, so I imagine they were doing just fine financially. Um, but that's that's really neither here nor there. The, the point is, she would uh, sometimes you know make fun of like, I don't even remember what it was. We, you know, if, 
talk about like the her, she went to the best schools and the best uh, high school, you know, whatever the hell it was, and all the the best this and the best everything and all this stuff, and and she was it, it wasn't like a it, it was in a playful kind of way, and and the first time she did that, I turned to her and I said, "Wow," and here you are sitting right next to me in the exact same building and I did none of that stuff. <laughs> uh, so it's like, dude, don't... You just, you know, we get so hung up on like, this is the way it has to be. But it's not. And it hasn't worked that way in decades. So, uh, anyway. um, Watched quite a few movies over the uh, over the holidays. Uh, I don't remember all of them. I'm sure I could go back and look. Uh, some like Christmassy horror movies. Obviously, just regular old, good old fashioned Christmas movies. The classics. Uh, watched Oppenheimer for the first time. Boy, that's a long movie. It's good, but that was that was one of the few times where the the taffy did not enhance my experience the the first parts of the movie it was really pretty good and then as we got along i was just like boy this whole thing is just it's just this uh it's just this hearing <laughs> like I've, i i could be at work getting paid to be in a conference room you know having a anyway um but then that prompted i realized like there was a period of time where you know when we lived in florida particularly and then north carolina when we we just, the kids were so young and like, if we were going to the movies, it was to see, uh, whatever the hell stuff wasn't frozen. Actually, I don't think we didn't see frozen in the movie. You know what I mean? The fucking, that stuff, despicable me and all that, which is great. Um, but I missed, I missed quite a few movies in the theater and then never, uh, picked them up on you know when they were on tv or on streaming or whatever and uh, after watching oppenheimer man i haven't i haven't seen really any of his movies christopher nolan since inception and i kind of stopped because inception was very good and then i got to the end of it and i was just kind of like i don't know if i liked that because i don't it's just it's it was it was good once and so yeah, so over the holiday we watched Interstellar and Tenet, and I had never seen either of those. Uh, Interstellar may end up being one of my favorite movies. I, I loved it. And yes, the taffy, oh man, did that enhance that experience. Absolutely loved Interstellar. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Start to finish. Thought it was great. Tenet, it was just stupid. Like, it's one of those things that I was watching. I'm like, this is a movie that, like, morons will watch this and think that it's, like, smart stuff. Like, oh, this is a... It's like, it's dumb. I think it's dumb. The, the whole, like, going backwards thing and, like, oh, you can uh, pick up this marble because you've already... You can't... You, it has, you know, equal and opposite reaction. So you can you can pick up this marble without touching it because you've already dropped this marble in the. Uh, and it's like, okay, I mean, I get it. 
but like the whole thing of then like going backwards to retrace your steps of what has already happened and like interacting with yourself as you're going back through it's like i gotta i gotta really either i'm stupid and i don't understand physics at all which is very much the case because i was terrible in physics class but it's just like interstellar while also you know fairly far-fetched you know, these guys go through a wormhole and it turns... I don't want to... I mean, it's a 10-year-old movie. I guess here's spoilers for Interstellar. The ghost that his kid thought they were seeing, it was really him from the future going through the wormhole. And it's like, eh, okay. I, I can I can buy that. And, it, and, it, and it's a neat, you know, a neat device that works well. And then the Tenant thing, just all the fucking backwards stuff and like... Uh, I but I still enjoyed it because a uh, John David uh, Washington and uh, and Pattinson are always good. There's just two good actors. Christopher Nolan is a great director. Whether the thing is like believable or not, it's still well done. It was a good. It's just a good action movie. You know, you you certainly it's a sci-fi, but like just if you just look at it as like this action. Oh, and by the way, Kenneth Branagh, man, he was fantastic in that movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed, the, I, I love shit like that, even though Tenet was sort of goofy. I'm, I'm more into the, uh, yeah, the alternate dimension traveling through wormholes back in time. I, that stuff, that stuff's cool. Not like, I'm going to physically go through this machine that's going to have me going backwards and backwards fighting myself. It, like, I just, okay. <laughs> um anyway i think it's time to go this is this has been almost two hours holy jeez <sighs> and i have a i have a three to five p.m meeting on a friday on a friday not thrilled about that three to five to, like, come on, man. Two-hour meetings. If you're going to do that on a Friday, at least do it in the morning. 10 to noon is, like, the latest that you should be having a two-hour meeting. I don't... And it's like... And it's just a bunch of shit. It's like, oh, uh, this and also this. And it's like, yeah, for you, it's just this and this. But you're this and this. What you don't see is how fucking much work it is for me to... Do the things that you wish for me to do. And then you're asking for stuff that I don't even know. Like, it's crazy as it's It's so weird sometimes how, like, how much I uh, overestimate people's abilities to understand, like, the stuff that I do. And, and, and listen, I, maybe, that's, maybe that's frustrating with, like, if Stephen Hawking were here talking about tenant and just saying like oh you didn't understand it because you're you're dumb we could absolutely reverse fight our past selves with our future selves in reverse <laughs> if we built the machine like okay all right um but that's so I guess I get how how people would feel because I 
I, I'm, I sometimes it's like head scratching. Like, why are you giving me all this inconsistent data when you know that this is going to churn out, you know, garbage in, garbage out? But and I'll just keep fighting the good fight and staying up till 1 a.m. doing work of other people. And, uh, and that's that. I'm going to go. It's exactly two hours, and that is more than enough time. First official podcast of 2024. Happy New Year, the last time I'm going to say it. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Big snow, hopefully, coming Saturday night. Woo! All right, gang, talk to you next time. Later, Gators.